morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you guys are at. My name is Dado Bay, and we're back with another episode of a low-key podcast. So first of all, I want to, you know, I just want to say shout-out to my man's here. Can I say Breezy Swank? I, how, how do you want me to say it? Man? Breezy Swank's cool. You call me Breezy, you can call me Breezy Swanky. The word's good, bro. All right, that's cool. So I got my man Breezy here. And, you know, today we're going to talk about photography, his experiences, you know, because this man's got a lot of experience. He's done a lot of things so far, and he's got many more things to do. So, you know, if you want quickly want to introduce yourself and what, you know, who you are so the people can know. So my name is Breezy Swank. Uh, I'm a videographer, a little bit of a photographer, more of a videographer. I'm from Delaware. So we, I'm, I'm from the first state and I'm from the second smallest state in the country. So, mm-hmm. you know, the odds uh, were kind of against me growing up a little bit if I wanted to do something with the music and the hip hop industry. You know, I, I grew up in the sticks. So, I mean, nobody was really into hip hop around here. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I grew up um, kind of in the country. I grew up I grew up very different than a lot of other people around me. A lot of other people around me weren't really into hip hop music like that. They weren't into yeah. they weren't into the if they were, they weren't into real hip hop music. Now, there's some people around here that are into some real shit. But for the most part, I, I was the I was the outcast in high school. You know what I mean? I so, uh, you know, I'm a huge in sports, huge in the hip hop, huge in the fashion, all that. Uh, I filmed for Marino Infantry, ASAP Mob. I just did a music video, ASAP 12E, that just came out the other day. If you guys want to go check that out, it's called Everything by ASAP 12E. It's on YouTube. I am mad at YouTube, though, because they messed up my quality on the on the upload. It was supposed to be 1080p. They put that shit in 720p, so I'm a little bit mad at them. Um, some other stuff about me, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty funny guy. I'm not going to lie to you. One thing okay. I will say, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you are going to see some funny tweets. Uh, that's just the basics, man. I want to, um, I'm down to answer some more questions, though. I'm ready to get this interview started for All sure. Right, though. I right, bet that, bet that, bet that. First of all, we appreciate that. But, you know, to go back into the, you know, the start, the beginning of, you know, your career and your journey, you know, like you said, you're from Delaware. And you, the hip-hop, the hip-hop scene wasn't crazy down there for you, as you were saying. So, like, how music-wise, hip-hop, why hip-hop? Why, why did you feel like that connected with you the most out of every other genre? Bro, I was always just a rap fan, bro. I remember, um, I just remember when I was younger, always listening to rap music and shit. I was always into music in general, so my dad plays guitar, plays played guitar for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. I've always been into music, but I've never been a performer. I've never played an instrument. I've never been a singer. I never, okay, I did rap one time in high school, but we won't get into that. <laughs> hey, it mean, was uh hey. it was it was just for shits and giggles pretty much but um i always, I always had a visual aspect of things so i've all, I was always into why well, i always used to sit there and watch music videos and stuff when i wasn't at home playing video games or out playing sports or mm. watching sports or you know this 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 that or the other i was watching music videos and i was like you know what i really want to take i really want to do music videos one day that'd be a, a good i'd be a really fun thing to do and sure enough that's that's what i'm doing now and i remember in high school all through high school that's what i always told people i was like yeah i want to i want to take music video i want to do music videos for people from asap mob people from all the new york rappers you know pro era flatbush never i haven't gotten to work with pro era and flatbush i was at a flatbush video shoot mm-hmm. a few weeks ago in brooklyn though um just there with 12e but um i didn't really get to shoot anything for them i was kind of there for 12e and all that so yeah uh, I mean, that's still crazy, though. For sure, for sure. So ba- basically, I mean, I've always had a, I've always had a good uh, visual 
for I've always had a good eye for good visuals and everything too. So um that being said, I was like I was always into hip hop and shit. I remember like freshman year freshman year of my high school because I graduated twenty fifteen. So my freshman year was like twenty eleven time. Yeah. That was the beginning of what I call what I call the mixtape era. Some other Lil Wayne fans will get mad if I call it that, but uh, most people call it the blog. Most people call it the blog era. So mm-hmm. I was that was when you know ASAP Mob blew up. That's when you know Travis Scott was starting to come onto the scene. That's when yeah. Joey Badass was out like, in his prime. Chance the Rapper was in his prime. Ty the Creator, Earl Sweat. You know all the, all the the guys who were just dropping free albums left and right on the internet. So internet rap back then. When I was just getting access to, you know, when I was just starting to use social media, when I was just starting to be on the internet, was yeah. was uh, was pretty neat because, you know, I mean, internet rap's still good today. I still like internet rap, but back then, you know, there was there was a lot more. It was a lot more conceptual. There was a lot. It was, there was basically free albums. People weren't just remixing shit and putting it on the internet. You know, yeah. people were putting literally free albums on the internet. So I grew up in a, in a in what my opinion that was my favorite era of rap, and I think people don't credit it enough. Um, but that's when I really started to religiously get into rap music. I started you know, watching the Stash House freestyles with ASAP Mob. I started yeah. watching I watched an MF Doom music videos. I was into that supervillain yeah. type shit. I was yeah. into the Pro Air shit. I was in I was into everything, you know. And um I I uh my fashion sense in high school was not what it is now, I will say that. I'm more hip because I I've I've been influenced by some other people that know more fashion than than the people yeah. that were influencing me in high school. So you know, but I, I had pairs of dunks in high school. I had, I had a decent sneaker collection in my senior year of high school. So um, I was always into the fashion side of things, too. So, I mean, that, that that's pretty much why I chose hip-hop. You know, I've, I've always been a hip-hop fan. I, I think hip-hop, like, really shapes the world. You watch the way uh, – look at the way rappers dress. It's influenced – not rappers, yeah. athletes dress. Athletes dress because of the way the rappers dress. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Look at – Everything's influenced by rap, bro. Everything. The culture, the way people dress, the way people wear their shoes on the fucking basketball court. You know what I mean? So it, every, everywhere you turn, you see hip-hop. You know what I mean? You got a, you got hip-hop rappers got their own McDonald's meal now. You no. know what I mean? Like, yeah, with those. Crazy, yeah. Nah, like, and it's funny because literally with the whole, I was actually talking to this girl named Gabby. I did a podcast with the other time. And she was talking to me about fashion. We having a whole, you know, you know, conversation about how fashion, hip hop, and all how that really comes together and collabs, and how really without we were <laughs> she was saying that hip hop came first and then the fashion came next, or it might have been you know, and how just basically just bounce off each other. So now nah, I just you know I gotta agree with that. So I got pretty ac- that, that's pretty accurate. I would say hip hop came first and then fashion. Yeah, that's she's on point. She's definitely on point. Yeah. So I gotta ask you next. You know. When it comes to photography, you know, a lot of people say that you got to have an eye for it. You know, you, I mean, and do you believe in that statement? Do you think that you have to be born a photographer or can you be made into one? I think you can definitely be made into one. I mean, put it this way. You can't just pick up a a Canon camera or a Nikon and just start shooting pictures. It's a little bit more to it than that. So Mm -hmm. when you, when I first picked up my Canon, I'd, I'd only used a camcorder at the time. I'd never really used a, a DSLR. When I first picked up my DSLR, I didn't know what all, all these, the manual, the the manual mode. I didn't know what the aperture priority mode, the shutter, the shutter speed priority. I didn't know what any of those words even meant. So yeah. uh, I actually was, uh, I signed up for a, I think it was a two month class. Basically it was a non-credited class at a community college. And this, this old guy taught, all of us how to how to take pictures they taught us what aperture meant what shutter speed meant 
any obvious i don't know if you want me to go into what all that means we could save that for a freaking tutorial but i mean uh i i learned i had to learn all this shit because it, you know that all the cameras have those preset modes you know the sports mode the portrait yeah. mode the night mode all all that stuff is actually stuff you're not even a real photographer never uses that shit so that yeah, i literally have been taught how to because i always had an eye i knew what the rule of thirds was i knew i knew how to focus the camera i never knew what aperture meant i never knew what any of that meant but literally the guy who taught my class taught me my camera from front to back inside and out and i mean yeah. it, it made me from a amateur i mean a beyond amateur photographer i mean a, a beginner photographer excuse me into a professional so and i'm still there's still I, i'm i'm humble as hell you know there's so many photographers and videographers out there that are light years ahead of me and i've worked mm -hmm. with some of them too oh my god i've met some of them i, I pay my respects for sure and then mm -hmm. uh yeah it's definitely important to know what those what those mean what those words mean when you're going to pick up a camera and start photography or videography for the first time so that's real that's real so like to add on to that you know who are your inspirations who would it be you know when it came to really getting into that field that you were in like who are you you know who was like i said who are your inspirations who are you looking out for maybe trying to craft your own style from like what, what was that for you so crafting my own style i i don't think i really took anything in terms of my style my pictures from anyone however mm -hmm. the photographers and videographers that i looked up to the most i mean shit uh cole bennett's a, a legend man I, yeah. i've always said i wanted to build an empire like lyrical lemonade one day but then also at the same time my other favorite videographer right now is mosh pit so oh, mosh, mosh pit yeah. so mosh pit i like him because mosh pit's super low-key like you never really see mosh pit post pictures of himself anywhere i ran into mm -hmm. mosh pit this past easter at a merino mm -hmm. pop-up and like i was like and then i didn't even know who he was my boy was something like yeah this is mosh pit right i was like bro dead ass you're like one of my top five influences so it's cold yeah so he i mean it was really cool meeting him so that that's that's definitely his his uh man his aesthetics are insane like his editing's insane all that so i'd say those are those are two of my influences as a videographer as a photographer i used to look up to joey badass's cameraman d knows he was all i used to always follow him i talked to him a few times he mm -hmm. really good cameraman so that's cold. That's cold. That's cold. That's cold. Okay. So, you know, transitioning now, you know, where we talked about the inspirations, you know, like you said earlier, you shot for people like ASAP Mob, ASAP 12, you know, ASAP and stuff like that. How did you meet them? How did you, you know, form that relationship? How, how important is that relationship to you now? Talk about that's that. a good, that's a really good question. So, I mean, to answer it in order, how i met asap and i met asap and well i met people affiliated with marino infantry before i officially met him in person so mm -hmm. basically i think it was it was pre-420 on uh, 2018 i believe and um he was throwing a pre-420 show in college park mm. and me and my boy we show up like super early I mean, we're like the first two in line <clears throat> and they were doing sound check and the venue was upstairs and shit. So I guess after doing sound check, we're still like the first two in line. I mean, we got this stupid early DJ Nick. Oh, so first of all, let me rewind a little bit. And when Addy posted the flyer for the show, he said, anyone who purchases a ticket can bring their camera. So I, it's rare that the concerts, even the shows, even the artists even allow that most artists are like my cameraman, my cameraman only. So yeah. understandable. 
if I was an artist, I want to like I want my cameraman to get his shine. You feel me? So, yeah. so I saw it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm driving two hours from where I live in Delaware to go photograph a member of ASAP Mob and not even have to pay for a press pass none of that. So I get through a few hours early. DJ Nick steps out, his DJ, who's also his brother, and uh, he introduces himself to me. He daps me up. And also my brother, Slow Life Tito, he's an artist that used to work with Marino a little bit. He's from uh, from Milwaukee. They both oh. introduced themselves to us. They got our Instagram, followed us. I took my pictures that night. It was a great show, by the way. A lot of DMV artists there. Gunu performed. Uh, Shadow Gunu. Shadow Gunu. Um, you know, Addy performed, Lulu P, Soda, Baby Nine. Dang, that's um, it, it, that lineup, Benji Blue was there. They had AR DJing, Lord Fubu DJ too. That's so cool. Talk, talk about talk about a legend, Lord Fubu. That's my guy, by the way. Damn. Um, I still have yet to meet uh, Fubu in person, but we've chopped it up quite a few times over over DMs and shit like that. So. Oh, that's um, tough. But anyway, so I posted some of my pictures the next day, and uh, Addy's manager, Plug, reached out to me, had me DM, had me uh, message him the, uh, the pictures I took and everything. Actually, he ended up posting something. I don't know if Marine, uh, Plug posted some on his page, whatever, which is Addy's manager. Yeah. And, um, so uh, after that, I, I linked with Plug one time, never really did any work with them again until... The next, I think it was that year, the night before Christmas Eve. So this was the Christmas Eve before COVID, actually. So it was like, the, mm. this was like, this was, I think, now do I think this was the last concert I've been to still to this date, now that I think about it. But, um, what's it called? They had a, a Marino show the night before Christmas Eve in Baltimore. And Plug got me in to shoot pictures on stage and all that. And I met Addy for the first time that night. Mm. And, um. I actually met a couple people that night too. That's actually pretty cool. So that 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 night was pretty wild. That's cool. Um, that's how that's how I met all of them in person. Then after that, I kind of kind of started establishing more of a, a business relationship with them. Did a, mm. uh, filmed a couple pop ups for him. Um, and I met I met Twelvey at the DC pop up for Marino on Easter. And mm. uh, it was funny because when I met Twelvey, he was like super quiet and everything. I, he didn't really seem interested in talking to me at first. So we were talking, but it was, wasn't like a standoffish thing. He was just like, yeah. he was just kind of sitting there chilling. Like he wasn't really, he wasn't really talking to no one. You feel me? But like, um, but the next time I met 12, he was, he had a, he had a pop-up in Jersey city and I happened to be in New York that weekend. So me and my boys like, let's pop out. So I popped out with my camera, took pictures and everything. That night he added me to his Discord and we got a disc in his Discord. We be like we chop it up. We have a, uh, some business stuff we do in the Discord and stuff too. Cool. And um, that's pretty much how I met them. I mean their their relationships with me are super important with Addy and and, and Marino and Twelve V and Lybb. They've done a lot for me. They definitely have uh, helped me get other business and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Now I have after doing videos with them, I have people hitting me up all the time. So. That's um, cool. And I've, I've, I've definitely made some good friends. Well, just, you know, it's crazy because I'm a, I'm a kid from like the, the country in Delaware. So when I go mm -hmm. out to these pop-ups in, you know, New York City, which is four out, like Harlem's four hours away from my house, bro. Like, for real. Dang. So, like, when I step out to pop-ups in Harlem, I got people come up to me like, yo, aren't aren't you Breezy Swank from Twitter and Instagram? I'm like, yeah, bro. And then some and, and some of these people come up, yo, what's up, Breeze? And they dap me up and they act like they know me. I, I have no idea who they are sometimes for real. Yeah. But uh, 
it's it's just it's just and I'm not a celebrity by any means. It's just it's an interesting feeling, bro, that uh my videos are getting recognized, you know, all over the place and shit. So, cuz I mean, I I I'm still still just a kid from Delaware, you feel me? No, nah, I feel that. And, and I'm going to be honest, like, when I first got introduced to your work and stuff like that, I was actually, I went to the Marino pop-up in D.C. a couple weeks ago. And, like, I, like, seen, like, um, I seen ASAP and, like, post, like, po- like tags you in one of the photos. And I just went through your work and I was like, dang, like, this is, like, some different type of creativity. And, like, I was really fucking, I was really fucking with stuff like that. So, like, <laughs> I was like, man, I got to, you know, I even... I even had to tap into the podcast, you know, if you briefly want to talk about that, because I, you know, I, I listened to some episodes, I was, you know, I got a lot of, a lot of wisdom, a lot of good, you know, a lot of good stories from it, too, it was just, it was just a tough podcast, so what made you also get into the podcasting space, if people don't know about that as well? So, anyone who knows me knows I love to talk, so, okay. I love to talk, I'm a narcissist, but although a narcissist, being a narcissist is probably not good for having a podcast, though, but, I'm so interested in, in, in everything that I, I read a lot of things. So, I mean, I, I read about sports. I read about hip-hop. So, I'm usually heavily informed. And now that I kind of got connections into the rap game, I'm pretty heavily informed yeah. on stuff, too. But people have always said, you know, like, Breezy, why don't, why don't you just start a start a podcast or something? Why don't you start a podcast on my sports? Why don't you start one talking about music? Like, you just you talk a lot. I feel like sometimes I feel like there's someone I said, and people even hated hearing me talk about. It. They're like, "Yo, Breezy, I don't like hearing you talk about sports or rap, but I'm yeah. pretty sure there's a lot of people on the internet who would listen to you just talk about about all that shit." So, right. I mean, that's kind of why I started it. And then my friends, who I, my friend who I started with, Aaron, E, we call him E, is E Swank Nine on on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've known him since I was in high school. And, you know, we've always off the record just DM'd about, uh, about rap music because he, so he, he went to high school with me here in Delaware and my junior year, he moved to New York and we still kept in touch and everything just mm-hmm. because, you know, two cool guys who like a lot of the same rap music, you know, both love sports, yeah. fun. We're both funny guys too. And, and, uh, we've established a connection. So uh, we decided it was definitely smart that we start something together because we, we usually go well off each other because we don't agree on everything. But we do agree on on a, on a lot of things too. So, and um, we messed well off each other. And that day, the first episode we recorded was the first that was, I had just met Dave let, that day. Like I didn't even know who Dave was. Dang. Like until that day, like my boy E just hit me up that day. He was like, "Yeah, so Dave's gonna be uh, be doing it with us." I said, "Word." I said, "Cool." So I and just told me to meet him first. And then when I met him, he's a cool guy. knows knows hella rap music. You know, Dave's just a really nice guy, really smart guy too. So, yeah. um, I definitely think it was a smart decision to keep to have those two as, as our co-hosts i don't even say that one of us is the host i say we're all co-hosts so nah, it's like, just to keep it. yeah yeah so like the same way i'll dress like e is my co-host he'll dress me yeah. and dave as his co-host you feel me like nah, so cool. yeah so um no nah, that, that's probably why i got started into that i just i i, I love to talk I, I watch interviews a lot i've always watched um joe budden's podcast growing up i always watched some Watch so many rap podcasts, man. I, I used to listen to Hot ninety seven interviews a lot. I met Peter Rosenberg twice. So, Dang. Dang. so the crazy story about Rosenberg: the first time I met him, I just it was a quick like grab a picture kind of leave type of deal. The second time I met him, I was working at a Nike store down here in Delaware, like towards the beach, and uh, so he vacate he vacations down this way every summer and shit, most summers. So 
he came in to uh, the Nike store and I saw him. I was like, yo, bro, I met you last summer at your uh, festival. You had for your birthday, Peter Palooza. He was like, yeah, you were the one holding, like, the Joey Badass shirt and everything. I was like, yeah. And then we just started chopping up for a little bit. And I see he likes the same sports teams I like, too. But for mostly, like, you know, with, like, the Washington football teams, we're talking football and all that stuff. And yeah. um, he's a really nice guy. And I, and I got to talk to him a little bit more there about a little bit about rap, a little bit about, about sports and all that, too. Mm-hmm. But um, so he's always an influence of mine. I always loved listening to interviews and listening to the rap podcast listening to a lot of the the hip-hop journalists and stuff too like yeah. i know ebro acts like a grumpy old man sometimes but he does say some shit that i'll agree with a lot too no, that's really and i love man. his voice he has an incredible radio voice like ebro ebro's a guy that once his voice probably got deep like he was like okay this guy should definitely be on radio you feel me like no, everyone exactly. agree like same with rosenberg too man I, it's crazy because people tell me i have a radio voice and i don't feel like i do at all I feel like my voice is very, not my voice, but the speed in which I talk is very, very yeah. annoying. I mean, hey, don't say that, man. Hey, you got the potential. You got the potential. I appreciate that, bro. You feel me? But uh, nah. even, even if I think my shit's annoying, I still got the confidence at the end of the day. So, Hey, that, hey that's half the battle right there. That's half the battle. Exactly. But um, to continue, you know, you have a lot of connection with the D.C. area, with the DMV and stuff like that. And I've in one of your own. Actually, in one of your podcast episodes, I was hearing you talk about, you know, Gunu, you know, a lot of DC artists that you actually fuck with and stuff like that. So if you just want to, you know, just what, who's your top five right now, you know, out of the DMV or out of DC? I do think it's unfair for me to make those because I'm not from the DMV, but yeah. I'm not going to say the top five best, but I'm going to give you my top five favorite probably. Okay, fuck with that. So, just right now, because, I mean, obviously, you got the OGs, you got Wale and Shy Glizzy. I'm not really going to throw them in there because, you know, they're they're the OGs. We're going to talk about, like, the current wave, you feel me? So, yeah. man, I mean, Lil Grey. Love Lil Grey. Okay, Lil, Lil Grey goes really hard, bro. Uh, Uncle John is, is up there, too. You know yeah, Uncle John? I know a little bit, but I need to tap in more. I need to tap in more. Bro, you need to peep his new album, Honey Sweeter Than Blood, and him and Dash and my boy kid produced it so oh, uh definitely check that out that that album that was probably my favorite dash album too i'm not gonna lie and the guy kid is from the dmv as well he's a, but he raps too um shoot uh you said just list five so we got Lil gray uncle john um shoot i think no savage i love no savage right no now savage stuff. he's tough he's tough who else? There's a lot of DMV rappers. Man. Black Force is fire. Black Force every... is fire. Mm. There's so many fire. Gunu's fire, bro. Um, uh. Damn, bro. There's there's so many there's so many rappers from the. Uh, what about Slish? You heard Slish? Nah, bro. I'm not hip. All right, I gotta get you to that. Slish is tough. He's tough. You gotta. Uh, he's gotta. He's gotta. Uh, I think it's called. Let me actually pull this joint out right now. So I make sure I get this joint right while I'm on camera too. Can't be fucking this joint up. Yeah, it's called Most Slept On. Now his latest album, that joint was good. It was a crank, a crank. So what's happened to that? Yeah. But um, okay. So I think you got one more. Wait, no, no. Actually, you, you were naming them. You named them. So you named them off. I think you got. Them. I don't think I named five, but I mean. Shoot, I guess I, I mean Gold Link's a shit. I don't even know if he's on the current wave, but I do love Gold Link. I mean, dude, there's so many. That's what I'm so saying. It's a, lot. it's a lot of good talent. It's a lot of good talent. Yeah. But, like, 
But I feel like, you know, with that, like, I was, I respect and I think it's actually kind of cool how, you know, outside states was also able to tap into, like, you know, what we got in our city and stuff like that and show love to it. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we don't show enough love because we think it's weird or we think it's, like, I guess, I don't know, like, it's not cool enough to be like, oh, I fuck with this. Or, like, I think this this person does, like, like makes good music or I don't think, like, this person or, like, whatever. So, like, I just, you know, I fuck with that. So, that's, so, um, so kind of going off that, I mean, if you don't mind me, like, responding to that, I mean, that's, oh, yeah. um... It's kind of cool what you bring it up because I feel like with, with Delaware, like one Delaware is two out. Like you could, depending on where you're at in Delaware, you're only like an hour potentially from from DC. But where I live, is only it's like two hours away from DC. So we don't really have any. The only major city in Delaware is Wilmington, and uh, Wilmington. I do I do have a couple rappers in Wilmington. If you haven't heard of Quaddy Diesel, look up Quaddy Diesel. He's like he's um, one of my good friends. Where Quaddy Diesel goes hard, he said a song with Lil Yachty come out. Just, he's incredible, bro. That's my man's. Like he and I got so much shit planned coming up in the future too. But anyway, let's go. Um, and with Delaware, like we're kind of we're a state where, especially where I live, because we the closest cities are all two hours away. Mm. Um, it's easy for us to soak up other culture nearby. So, you know, around here with our sports teams, you're you're either an Eagles fan or you're a Ravens fan or you're a Washington football team fan. So. With that, there's, there's like rap from other cities will kind of come down here a little bit too. There are some people who do fuck with some DMV rappers around here. Not mm. not many. Mo- most people around here though, like especially around where I live, you you kind of see what's going mainstream on the internet, and that's it. Because there's no local scene around here. So like most people yeah. around here, you know, their their uh their knowledge of rap's kind of like it's it gets capped at a certain point because they're only exposed to so much rap. Like even the radios around here, they only play like the real like mainstream is mainstream gets just the poppy shit like it's it's corny but um so yeah no there, there's a lot of people in in delaware i feel like it'd be more easy for delaware people to soak up dmv music in a certain sense than it would for someone in i mean you say detroit you know what i mean unless you're really yeah. into rap you know but i mean also feel like people in other cities are more tapped into what's going on in the internet rap the rap scenes in other cities and shit you feel me so no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's cool. So it's like you were able to really, like, have many influences to bounce off of and, like, really get build up your music taste and stuff like that. Facts. Facts. Fuck with that. I fuck with that. So, like, with, so going from, you know, DMV to mainstream, like, what would you say is the couple mainstream artists you're, you're fucking with right now or you, you fuck with? My, it depends on what you consider mainstream, too. I mean, I mean, I fuck with Playboy Cardi. I fuck with party heavy. I mean, if I want to go like party or I want to go like fucking rage, that's who I want to listen to is Playboy Cardi. You feel me? I got you. Um, I mean, Lil Yachty just had a really hot project that just came out the other day. I fucked with that shit. No, I fucked with that too. It was cold. Um, it was cold. See, you're trying to get other mainstream shit I'm fucking with right now. I mean, none of the other mainstream artists I really listen to have really dropped shit lately. So no, nah, that's true. I mean, Pierre Bourne, do you consider him mainstream? Uh, I don't know, cause I, I feel Isaiah like Rashad, I, know. I mean Isaiah Rashad's not mainstream, I guess now. That he's nah, gonna he's talk not. Nah, no, that's true. But I mean, I feel like nah, you kind of right, cause I wouldn't say Pierre Bourne's mainstream. Isaiah Rashad's not mainstream. Um, I wouldn't say you listen to Smino. Of course, listen to Smino. Yeah. Okay. Would you say he's mainstream? I wouldn't say he's mainstream. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, so I don't know. 
Maybe I'm not listening to a lot of mainstream shit. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you consider Pierre mainstream, I guess listen to Pierre. Uh, Todd the Creator, I'm fucking his shit right now. Yeah. Well, definitely. He did his thing with that new one. Yeah. So. I think. I think that's really it that I can think of right now. No, I got you. Hey, that hey, that that works. That that's some people some sense some people can tap into. But, you know, to continue the conversation and not to hold up your time. But you know, with people trying to, you know, now a lot of creators are getting into that videography, you know, that whole creative space, a lot of people creating their own businesses. You know, what's some advice you could give to somebody that wants to get in this space, that wants to connect and wants to, you know, build their brand like you have done? Um, so for building brands, I would just say, try to, try to show up to events sometimes with a camera and just kind of wing it for real. When you're just getting started, like find yeah. out, you know, look, if there's a concert in your area, like an artist you've always wanted to shoot, um, find out if that artist lets people bring in cameras and find out if that venue lets people bring in cameras. And if they, if they do go, go get there early, I guess, fuck, get there first, get there in the front and take some fire pictures. That's really I mean, even some pictures from far away be fired too. I've had some fire pictures of Addy from far away and shit. Mm. But that's just the, I mean, because building, when you do that and then you go post that picture that you took of that artist and the artist retweets it, then that just builds so much more clientele off the one retweet. That, they can literally take Damn. one retweet just to get some clientele literally around the globe. So um, that's just the, that's the simplest. I know it's tricky to do that because there's some venues that literally say no outside cameras unless like the artist permits it. So yeah. It's if you can find like a loophole around that, like like take a two hour drive to go to go film something if you have to. Take a two hour drive to go document an event if you have to. Document like big events. That's all I can say. If you can get into any major event and you're allowed to bring your camera in, document it and just post it. Tag the artist. All that tag tag their uh their manager, tag tag everyone in it, tag people in it, you know what I mean? Tag their their label, all that. You'd be surprised who would retweet it. So who would repost it if it's on Instagram too? So right. yeah, that's 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 a good startup advice right there. Because off that, it just builds a lot of clientele. But in terms of like building your equipment, and everything, invest not so much into a nice camera, but into a nice lens. Like the the lenses is is where the lenses are what make your your pictures and your videos look the best. So that's right. that's probably the best startup advice I can say. I appreciate that. Hey, and then. Anything that can help can help somebody in the long run. So I just want to say, first of all, thank you for the for the time that you took out. Thank you for the advice. Thank you for the stories. And, you know, we're going to drop your information in the link in the bio so people can tap into your work and follow, can, you know, see the videos you've made. So, you know, we can, we can help each other out. So, you know, I just want to say thank you again and more content coming soon. Peace. Of course. Thank you for having me, bro. All right. Yeah, that works. Boom, stop. Thank you, sir. I appreciate course, that. No problem, bro. And, let uh, me know if you want to come back on again, bro. I'm always down. Oh, nah, bro. Of course. You know, let me know your availability. And, you know, I'll try to – next time I hope we can do this in person so we can, you, you know, sure, have better interaction and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm going to catch you soon, man. Of course, bro. Peace. Peace. Peace.